1: couples podcast. This is episode number 41. Who wears the pants in your relationship? The reason we chose this title is because it is a relatable title, but we're going to go into what that actually means and why that title is actually a little bit um, toxic in some ways. And we're going to go into that today. Before we jump into that, as always, Next Level Podcast Solutions, thank you so much for producing this episode and all of our other episodes, this show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, As always, love, ladies first, what is your intention for this
0: episode? My intention for this episode for our listeners is to grab some of what I would consider low-hanging fruit. So easy wins, quick wins that I think that can build towards a deeply meaningful skyscraper. Um, And these are some things that are constantly overlooked in relationships where if we were all as listeners to look at these things, and make just a 1% improvement towards it, I believe deeply that our relationships will be more conscious and therefore will grow further together rather than apart.
1: Okay. So we're doing an event uh, in December on how to not fight in your relationship. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons, the only time Emilia and I have ever really had challenges in our relationship is when one of us was piloting when we should be a co-pilot. And vice versa. You
0: mean like wearing the pants versus? Exactly.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> AKA wearing the pants. Yeah. So one of the things we want to start with here is who wears the pants in your relationship? The The purpose of this is that the, the right person needs to wear the right pants at the right time. Mm. And that's kind of the way to articulate it. So Emilia and I, in case you didn't know, we have a beautiful new member of the family. Her mm. name is Tariel. Mm. So it's Tucker and Tari. And Tariel is a kitten. She was two months old when we got her. She is the sweetest little kitten ever in the whole world. And I've never had a cat before. Mm-hmm. Emilia has had four, I believe, four different cats. I think you're right in with your that. life. Yeah, at least. And so again, who wears the pants in this circumstance? It needs to be Emilia who is piloting this endeavor, and I was the co-pilot, A.K.A. I'm here to support her. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean it's not my cat too. It just means okay, when we first got a kitten, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I I said that to you. Yeah. I said, just so you know, I have no idea how to raise a kitten Mm -hmm. and I would love to learn from you. I don't have to reinvent the wheel here. You've done this so many times. You've got 20 plus years of experience raising kittens like you know more than I do. That doesn't mean I can't give you a beginner's perspective. That doesn't mean I can't add value. It just means that I probably should give her the baton. Mm -hmm. And so that's another good analogy here of who gets to hold the baton or if you've ever seen, um, what's the... Name of that show with the conch shell? Do you remember? Oh, Lord of the Flies. Ah, uh, yeah. It's, it's really called Lord of the Flies. The yep. movie and a book, very famous mm-hmm. book as well. And so, in Lord of the Flies, the person with the conch shell gets to speak. In your intimate relationship, is the right person holding the conch shell in the right at the right times? Mm-hmm. And if not, that might be causing some serious tension in your relationship. And that's really what this episode is about.
0: Well, I think when you talk about wearing the pants, a lot of it has to do with. um, what we refer to as dominance and the concept of dominance and and if there's a huge concept around this if you're not if in in particular too this is very genderfied if you are a male and you are not wearing the pants in your relationship then you are not dominant and if not dominant then weak and if weak what does that mean doesn't mean strength right so with this whole sociocultural um conditioning, I would say around the wearing your pants mentality, it actually puts us into a um vulnerable um, what is it? I don't want to say free, but essentially, everyone's boxed out of vulnerability. Everyone's boxed out of humility. everyone's boxed out of boxed out of their ability to have courage. And I think that those three components are really important with respects to, When someone does have the merit, the awareness, and they should be leading, you don't have to deal with that ego that's always up against it. So, like for example, babe, using that example when you had said, you acknowledge the fact that you have lower awareness in this arena when we brought Tauriel into our household, and that took courage because I think that the ego always wants to to think, and I know that guys can struggle with this, women too. Like it's it in general. I would say
1: males more than females, but I think both struggle with it for sure. The fear of incompetence, the fear of, am I going to be able to be competent here? You know, and the fear of looking like I don't know what I'm doing, that
0: kind of thing. Yeah. and, And I know that a lot of women that at least we've seen in our coaching and relationship coaching fear not being heard by their partner. And that can start to grow bugs again in the garden. And so in that moment, babe, you had the courage to... Put your ego aside. And this is what I say with my co- coaching clients. Put it on the bench. Sometimes in a game, you know that your best player, when you want to like bring it all the way to the goal or to the end zone, you put in your best player. Sometimes that best player can have ego so like hardcore that just zones into the finish line that doesn't matter who gets hurt along the way. And so just like our ego can serve us in many places, when it comes to your intimate relationship, sometimes it is really important to have your ego on the bench, have the courage to do that so that you can bring a degree of humility and vulnerability in this, which is exactly what you did saying, babe, I really don't know what I, what I'm doing here. I don't know how to raise a kitten. You've acknowledging merit, right? You've had kittens before. So what do we do here? Again, I can provide these perspectives, which are very valuable. But in that instance, I'm sure it was less challenging for you, but still challenging in general, because, you know, ultimately it's like, well, you want to add value. You want to feel competent and the ego can struggle with that.
1: Well, one other thing, too, that I want to make clear here is when I said, you know, it wasn't me relinquishing responsibility. It was me acknowledging her merit. And by merit what we mean is she has knowledge, she has experience, she has awareness. She's not only raised kittens, but she's also studied how to raise pets. Mm-hmm. And you also had Tucker before I did as well. I've never had my own right. pets before Tucker and Tari. Mm-hmm. I had family pets, but I wasn't the primary caregiver, right? And so I didn't have as high awareness, so I went into the student role. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really good. But I wasn't in the student role like, oh, you take care of it because I don't know what I'm doing. And I know some people do that is like, okay, well, you've had kittens, so you do this. Instead, it was more of a support role. And that's what the co-pilot is there for is to support. Whereas on this podcast, Emilia is often supporting me and my team in terms of next level podcast solutions and what we should do and all that kind of stuff. And so the key here is to figure out who has the most merit in a given arena And how can we let that person be the pilot and then have the other person be the co-pilot that's supporting them so that the we, the relationship, is as successful as it can be? Because mm-hmm. Emilia very easily could have let me drive with the kitten, but I guarantee you that Tucker, Tari, and our family would not have been as nearly as well off because I would have had to fail forward for many years to get to the place where, where you were, quite frankly. yeah, You know, you've done... Many- magnificent with her you You know of course sweetheart it's unbelievable genuinely Mm. but i didn't you're like the cat whisperer babe i mean seriously (laughs) i don't know what what i'm doing um honestly but it's important to have that humility and that courage and then the third piece is the vulnerability which you mentioned which is it is a vulnerable place to say honestly you're better than me at this yeah and that's okay. I want to get better. And that doesn't mean all of the weight falls on your shoulders. How can I help? How can I support? Just like if you're playing soccer and there's a lead scorer and there's other people that can pass to the lead scorer because they have a better kick or whatever. Because what's best for the team is each person being in the proper role at the proper time. And what's hard for couples, I think, is how to pivot, when we're doing the kit and stuff mm-hmm. i'm co-pilot but immediately when we start doing business i might be pilot and it might be hard to shift yeah and so the key is can you be fluid and dynamic in this and can you be vulnerable and have the courage when you need to to, to if you're at the wrong role in the wrong time it's going to be ego bonking is what we call it is your your shields are going to be bumping up against each other mm-hmm. and no one's going to feel heard you know and and really you can't be on a team right with that and so the last thing here before we go here, um, and we've actually got some time left, so we can we can do, go a little deeper if you'd like. But yeah. essentially, put your ego on the bench. So this is something I wanted to ask you earlier.
0: Hmm.
1: When we say ego, yeah, that's that topic in and of itself could be its own podcast. Oh yeah. So in the, this context, what do you mean by put your ego on the bench? Like, what is someone's ego? Is it their identity? Is it I am dominant? I am competent? Even though in this arena I shouldn't be like that kind of thing. What is ego?
0: Hi, everybody. I wanted to jump on here and talk about the Conscious Couple Podcast, podcast that I've been listening to um, for a while now, and I absolutely love. Whether you're single in a relationship or not, um, this is the podcast for you. I mean, think about it. If you're not in a relationship look at it like building a house. If you were going to build a house, what you get the instructions, figure it out, look it over, start practicing some of the little things so that once you start doing it, it's going to be the best house that you ever built. Or if you're in the house already and um, there's issues that are going on with there, aren't you going to try and fix them or think about it while you're building the house and the base layer, there's some issues there. Don't you want to correct those and fix them before you work on the rest of it? Have a great day guys. Awesome podcast. I think to this concept ego in this like I have written on my remarkable humility walks ego talks and what I mean by that is ego is the inner voice the inner dialogue the immediate reaction that we have and it's usually conditioned where the inner dialogue ends up being an outer dialogue that tries to just talk more than they walk so um This is an interesting and very hard question to answer, but I love it because of the fact that like ego, I always look at it in terms of parts. Ego is a part of us that comes forward whenever we might feel insecure and in threat or in fear. And I think that ego is like a personality that steps forward and kind of takes the wheel of how, how we act and behave. And so what I mean by putting that person on the bench is if you could imagine, you know, a car and ego is driving all of, all of the parts of you are inside this car, right? You've got someone in shoddy shotgun, someone or in the passenger side seat, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> two people in the back, right? If you were to imagine all of those were different parts of you, the ego is driving whenever you feel threatened, whenever you feel fear, whenever you feel insecure. And essentially putting the ego on the bench is essentially asking another part of you to step forward and to actually drive the car, i.e. drive your behavior behavior. behavior so that you can actually instead of talking, we can actually listen. I always hear like um we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. (laughs) You know, so um that would be my answer, but love to hear yourself. Well I think I just had something
1: come up while we were talking and while you were talking and I thought of um actors and actresses Mm -hmm. they have to embody a character that they that isn't their true identity. Exactly. And so they Study the character and study the script and then they go and they do a performance. Yeah. And I think that in a way, when they're that character, they're living in their ego because it's not a reality version of themselves in a way. Mm. Because and so so when you get triggered, you get insecure. It's almost like you start putting on a performance to yeah, pretend character. you're not actually feeling vulnerable. Yeah. And and mm. instead of just being like, I am vulnerable, I am uncertain. Yeah. I am struggling. I am having a hard time right now instead we put on this persona this mm-hmm. performance of strength when it's not real and i think of ego as the puffer fish really yeah which is uh, a puffer fish we we're watching a little documentary on netflix called puff little puff or little something. puff yeah puff i think puff. yeah and 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 she she is it a she or a he
0: i don't know it, okay it's, it's a, a story fish. A,
1: a little puffer fish <laughs> and puff gets spoiler alert puff gets eaten at one point and we were like, oh, my God, no, Puff. puff is going And, die. yeah, Puff is going to die. And then Puff puffs up for the very first time. That mm-hmm. was the first time that Puff learned its powers of, if I puff up, you know, I got spit out. Yeah. And so the other fish spit out Puff. But essentially what a puffer fish is doing is they're making themselves bigger. Mm-hmm. Tariel does this, too. So Tariel and Tucker, and Tucker, they play. And Tucker's a lot larger than Tari because yeah. she's only two two months old, three now. Mm-hmm. And she puts her, like, back up to make her look larger when tucker's coming at her mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like a an ego of like let me pretend i'm strong when in reality i'm actually scared
0: well what's really cool about that babe is there's actually so much physiology and science in that because all of the blood rushes to the extremities so that the hairs on her body can stand up and that yeah. happens to us as human beings as exactly. well when so we it look, makes her look bigger exactly right. exactly well we don't necessarily have hair like a cat we have a um personality and behavior that kind of can expand space so like if you've ever seen anyone like and kind of bring this to the the back to the pants analogy if you've ever been in a relationship where maybe you you touched a soft spot of someone's heart and they actually instead of being vulnerable with you they puffed up like literally their their body language puffed up instead of what you're what the opposite of that is shriveling down so like tariel would shrivel down maybe if she feels way too out of her league because Tucker's so big, right? Mm-hmm. With humans, we do the same thing Um, when we feel like we're not heard, when we feel maybe, um, you know, just disrespected and whatnot. So um, focusing in on what areas of your relationship one person to your point might be puffing up and why is that? Maybe they have conditioning. Maybe there's triggering moments underneath that. I think that that provides a great opportunity to as a couple really connect.
1: Remember, the the walls we build to protect our hearts from the bad guys and girls, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. also keep out the good ones. And so when you puff up and pretend you're competent, when you're not, Mm -hmm. you get rid of all the learning. How much would I have learned if I wasn't like, honestly, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Let me just learn from you and I'm here to support you. And vice versa, right? And it's oh. so important to understand that. So, we've got a couple of seconds left here, but before we go, so our next Relationship Talks virtual event is actually a lot about this because the ego is really the main reason why couples struggle. Yeah. And the ego is a byproduct of fear. And this next relationship talks event is about how to not fight in your relationship. Can you imagine for a second what your relationship could be like if you've never fought? Mm. If you stopped fighting. What if you and your partner just stopped fighting, stopped arguing, stopped storming out of the room? I mean, we we've coached a lot of couples. I've been I've been in relationships where there was storming out of the room and there was raising of voices and there was there was damage done that could never be undone. Yeah. And if you can Uh, get to a place in your relationship where you're both so good at courage, humility, and vulnerability to where you actually can have uh, a difficult, uncomfortable conversation where you are in disagreement, but you learn how to be a team in that messy middle. Mm -hmm. That's what this event is about. So December 8th, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The last event we had, I think, 15 people, maybe 12 to 15, I forget how many, but it was really intimate setting. There was questions asked. It was awesome. We hope to see you there. You don't have to have your camera on or your microphone on. You can just listen in or you can ask questions in the chat or you can raise your hand you name it. It's as involved as you want to be, but there's no obligation. You can come in and just listen in if you want.
0: Yeah, it's a really wonderful safe space. We've gotten such tremendous feedback from our community about how how wonderful it is to know that you're not alone in some of these struggles. People join in from literally all over the world, and it is truly extraordinary to see that we are all struggling with the, sim- the similar, if not the same things. And what's even I don't want to say better than that, but what Alan and I make sure that we do so that we can continue those conversations so that we can essentially have an open door policy for our community members because we appreciate and we know how challenging all of this stuff is talking about relationships going through maybe you have you know some ego bonking going on in your relationship and you really don't have anyone to talk to
1: you most likely do have some ego bonking on some level yeah right either that or one of the partners is feeling very suppressed yeah yeah or um, or
0: you're you know having weird spin-offs of how to handle that ego bonking um so Yeah, Alan and I make sure that we dedicate 30 minutes on our on our calendar to our community members so that we can meet you so that we can um, be that safe space for you to talk about all things relationship. It's completely private. It's Zoom. It's virtual. So you can log in there. We can have a chat, whatever you're struggling with or even what you want to learn more about we're so open book. We're so excited to get to meet you. And we've met some incred- incredible people from around the world. So please take advantage of that. The link will be in the show notes and we cannot ma- wait to meet you.
1: I know it can be scary to talk about some of the stuff, to look in some of these mirrors, but um, we are there for you and I can promise you something good will come of the, that conversation. It always does. I mean, we've done at this point probably 100 plus of these yeah, and it something good always, always. comes of it, even though it can be challenging. Mm-hmm. So we support you. We, we are here for you. And I hope that you book a a, a slot on our calendar again mm. every Saturday. Okay, so we got to go here. As <laughs> always, it's not about me or you; it's about the, the we. we. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Conscious Couples Podcast. We love connecting with the Conscious Couples community, so please make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at Evolve with Amelia, and Alan is a Lazarus eighty eight.
1: Also, if you or your partner resonated with this episode, leave us a review at the link in the show notes and please share this with someone you love and care
0: about. Until next time, remember, it's not about you or me. It's about the we.